You can, you can find it on tap at pretty much every restaurant. It's it's everywhere. Oh, they're they're at you know places would allow you to have one six pack. Yeah, they are totally mass producing. And I think most places are mass producing everywhere beer, except Hop Slam. <laughs> No, they do. Yeah. So you were going to... Uh, so, Oh, before we do that. So I took a picture underneath because we have two devices down there that I think our good friend Dan set up. And hopefully Dion has... Were you in on the... When Dan left, the sort of transfer of knowledge? Um... No. No, not really, <laughs> <Okay>. you know. <laughs> okay, it's fine. Yeah. I'm sure Dion has the details, but I took a picture of those two things. I was just going to send it to Dan with a, what's this? And see what, <laughs> see what kind of response I got. I'm sure there's like tunnels going through. I, well, that's at those. one point, I know that's what it was. I don't know if it right. still I think it's, is. I, I think it's bridging yeah, it is. Our, the two networks we need to talk to. and it, Yeah, I think it's like AWS to internal yeah, bridging. Yeah, to... to um, yeah, and yeah. to both sides of our network. So, uh, so I just—that's the thing I'm most worried about. That's auditing. <laughs> Fifteen years of user transactions. That's our batch there. machine down there too. So, um, so I've been into the. So we did get our new room. We're going to go up a little bit later. That's why this. Nice. Cart, that's why this cart is here. Um, but w- we need to figure out like how things are going to fit. Like. You know, the tombstone has to find its home, and there are two options that I see, and hopefully it fits in between the two sort of doors that are up there. It's got two sound studios, like literal yeah. booths nice. that you can cool. sit in. So we'll we'll see how awesome. how we want to configure You can space. sublease it to uh, an agency in the building that actually has, you know, sound dubbing You know what business. we should do is we should start recording fake commercials for WWIT guys sponsors. You know, like like we like, like fake carpet uh, machines. Well, I mean, we yeah, used to yeah, rent out the speakeasy yeah. to uh, the yeah, team in the other office. Yeah, yeah. They would pay us in uh, beer. That was perfect. Yeah, so there was a moment where they were like, um, well, I don't know. When, when I first got up there, the, sort of the guy who was showing me was like, I don't know if I'm going to be allowed to, you know, let you use these rooms. They're kind of specific purpose rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so we'll ask, because they had us in kind of a little closet or, or we're proposing a little closet of a room. And I was like, we're not going to fit in there. Um, and so today he he was like, yeah, I fought I fought really hard for this. This, this one, uh, he was just playing. But um, it's like, yeah, I don't believe you, Len. And he, he said, yeah, I think I said, so they kind of want, okay. <laughs> Can we get them off their team? Yes. Is, this is the time to ask for real estate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, nobody's in the office, you know, everyone's working remotely, you know. It's like, really? There was no, no. He, he said, I'm not sure I finished the sentence. It just was, yes, they can have that room. It's fine. Um, and then when I saw part of that group later they were like yeah it's just you know this rooms haven't really been used we moved in and we never used these rooms so i'm glad you guys will will take that space yeah and i said well these are great i'm really happy and she went can i get that on a recording we never make anybody happy (laughs) but it's typical funny facilities and support people right they they are always yeah they only hear complaints complaints complaints. yeah they're actually just happy to see people because they yeah probably they've been been alone in a here by themselves yeah Yeah. so sean you had a you, you were going to ask. I was going to ask you something. I thought, oh, maybe I'll wait for the pod because maybe, maybe you have an interesting uh, response to it. But I, So we have we have mice in our house, and uh, I hired an exterminator. And the one side of – you know, we live in like a city environment. So you have like yes. a gangway going to your backyard on one side. And then on the other side, even though you mm-hmm. own – the other side of your house, it's like your neighbor's gangway leading to their backyard. Yeah. So I never see the one side of my house. I just never inspect right. it or anything. And the exterminator is like, you, you actually have – there must have been a flagpole or something. You know, my house is 150 years oh, old. Oh, attached to the house? Uh, yeah, a long time ago. They didn't patch it right. There's now a hole leading into your house, and that's where the mice are coming in. You need to patch it with concrete. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. 
And I'm like, fuck. Because I'm like, I've had to do concrete repair the last like three years. And our spring is always so wet mm-hmm. that I can never find a 48-hour period yeah. to like lay concrete down. Because it's always raining yep. in Chicago. But then, you know, I was like, look at the weather report. I, I did it that day. like, And I realized we're having... Like a dry spring for oh, us. A, Sean, I said this to you drought. guys, and you were both like, oh, we got so much rain, and it's rainouts, and yeah. Chicagoans don't know what... Well, the- no, normally that's how it is, you know, And th- but then I was reading about it, and uh, like Lake Michigan water levels are returning to normal, so like these towns that like lost their beaches and yeah. couldn't make mm-hmm. money last year, well, and then you have the pandemic, so like, yeah. like a lot of the, like St. Joe's, you know, yep. hasn't had tourism for like three years now, yep. almost, due to all the... The size of Lake Michigan and then COVID, and I was wondering if it's affected your lake size. Yeah, it's yeah. it's shrunk, mm-hmm. um, uh, and our lake size does mirror what's going on. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Lake Michigan wise, but but the other thing they did, there's a drain. I think I've told you guys this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Corps of Engineers, Army Corps of Engineers, b- back in the day, installed a drain in our lake because it was prone to flooding. Okay, and um, there was this terrible period of time where they left the drain open like in 2006 or something like that and like the the lake was very low as a result of them doing that and some drought conditions um and it was like ridiculously low you couldn't use like half of the lake Mm -hmm. because it was just so so low well this winter they left the drain open all year and the locals are all kind of like what are you doing well, it turns out there's a road uh, uh, there's a road that's been closed for the last like two years because of how high the water level's been, and that group kind of pushed to get the the people that manage it to leave it open all winter long, and now it's lower than you know it's like seven inches lower than it's been, and everybody's now worried that it's going to be oh my god it's 2006 2007 all over again yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and we're dealing with that and it's been a very dry you know i was like well maybe it'll come back in the spring because they've closed it off sure. now and and now we've had a dry spring they might be right we might yeah. be like yeah well we're not gonna go boating it's just it's fine don't worry about it we live on a pond we gotta figure <laughs> out a way to get that lake up so my brother lives on a lake in georgia and it's also controlled by the Army Corps of Engineers. And his lake, my brother's, it's a narrow lake, so the length is 35 miles long. It's huge. It's oh, huge wow. Lake. It's a big lake. But I'm looking at the, it's 40 square miles. Okay. But if there's a drought in Georgia, my brother's dock is on the ground. Like, he can walk across the lake. Wow. In his inlet. Because he doesn't live on, like, the, the main channel. He lives right. off. Right. On a, you know, finger of the lake. But, I mean... Yeah, I mean, sometimes he can't get his boat up to his house, his dock. He has to keep it at the marina, which is on the actual main part. Yeah. Well, you know, you know our lake. We marina. You don't have we, a marina. There's yeah, no. Yeah, it's <laughs> that bar. <laughs> keep it at uh, Monroe's. You know, there's nowhere to What's tie your dry off? dock fee. <laughs> I wish. Oh, um, well, people talked about how during that time they literally would just put a buoy out and they would tie off to a buoy. That's where they yeah. had their boat. They didn't even have a dock oh, because wow. it was so small. But, yes, uh, it is a drought. I'm glad you now have acknowledged that there was a drought. I think two <laughs> weeks ago you were saying, oh, my God, it's been so wet. It's like, no, it's not been wet. <laughs> well, I think we just uh, – you know, I said uh, rainouts because we had a lot of rainouts. We have had a lot of And rainouts. I think it's just we get, like, a downpour that saturates the baseball fields and then, you know – Yes, and you you guys with your baseball fields, it's like they're more important than the kids. The baseball fields, <laughs> totally. everybody's got to keep <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we are the Worldwide IT guys. Uh, we got a small crew today. I'm Steve. This is Sean. John. And uh, we're here for two, 216. Ooh. I don't know if I've been giving numbers. I'm still sort of grooving okay. in on how this works. Um, so I... I uh, wanted to sort of the Apple trial seems to be we started it's getting interesting. It, it seems to be they've gone through closing arguments, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know if closing arguments are, are have ended. I don't know. I think it's this week they were closing off the okay, conversation right. on it, and uh, you know Tim Cook kind of made his play out there, and I just wondered if you, you know you had any more perspective on what's gone on there. Well, it was interesting to see him. 
you know, have to testify where he needs to worry about perjury and he has to be honest. Yeah. Like, the, like, I don't know if you saw the one point where the judge really seems to have done his, his or her homework. I don't, I don't know what the judge's name is, but the judge, I think it's w- a woman. Is it? Okay. She was like, um, I mean, it seems like the, 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 re- the whole reason the App Store ecosystem is working is because of all these game developers and you're taking all their money, you know? Mm-hmm. She's like, why are you taking so much money? And he's like, well, you know, that's kind of what businesses do. That's <laughs> <laughs> basically what he said. Like, he didn't try – like, in a normal, like, press conference environment, he's like, listen, we're protecting consumers and you – know, like, But his, he, but he his argument – but his, his argument, as I recall, was very much that this is the market standard and – and so, from that perspective, he was trying to put it into the market standard. None, yeah. Nobody wants to mention that, well, they actually made the market. <laughs> yeah, and I think the judge was very good about challenging that claim. And then I, my interpretation was she essentially got him to admit they're just marking it up like no, like gangbusters because they can, you know, right. and any other company in their uh, situation would do the same, which is true, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I think some real, you know, a lot of these technology trials that have happened in the last few years, like there was the Oracle Google API one, yep. uh, that re- that finished last year. There was also an Apple one about virtual machines. Like I've been impressed with how much the judges boned up on technology, and I thought they. I, I thought they made the right decision so far, and even if I were to disagree, like you couldn't say like you see Senate trials on technology, and you're like these assholes don't know anything. Like like they're incompetent, you know? They're not learning anything. So what's I, what's the impressed. end game of this? Where where do you think this is going to go? I am hoping that. So I think what. I, I think Apple may have overplayed its hand. No, I don't know. I'm not a legal expert, obviously. But I, I think Apple, what they should have done is come up with some sort of compromise where they're not taking as much money with the in-game transactions. You know, I, I think if they had compromised on that, but I think what may happen is I think the, the uh, output could be that they have to support competing app stores. Yeah. I could mm-hmm. see that. Which I think would be a bigger loss to them. You know, like they have to allow things like Steam, like like where you can have a competing ecosystem. You, right. You know? Right. So I don't know, but it. I mean, I think you know. I'm sure whatever it will be, unless it's like exactly what Apple wants, it's going to go through appeals and it'll probably oh, eventually yeah, yeah. go to the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's not ending anytime yeah. soon if nope. it's you know against them. But I I tend to agree with you that and. This was my interpretation of what you said. I, I agree that I think Apple probably is feeling like they should have just worked with these guys and cut a better deal. Yeah. It's like, let's Make not go, go away. Yeah, I think they... There's plenty of money. And it could have been like not even like uh, binding or like it could have just been for a year or two. Like, I I don't know. We'll see. I think they're going to regret it. You yeah. Know? I, I, yeah, yeah. I think... You know, and I know how that is. Like when you have like that kind of cash cow, and you're like, "Well, we built this; it's ours. We're going to do whatever we want." But I don't know. I think, yeah, it feels like an over area. I think the play. government's going to get involved. I, I think they've yeah. overplayed their hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll see. Um, yeah, we will see. Um, I, I'm uh, I, I'm fascinated by it, and and at the same time, kind of kind of disgusted by it all. Oh yeah. It's like, there is plenty of money, you guys. Why are why are we fighting? I over did this? not know how much they made off each transaction. Yeah, it's like just, it's insane. Oh, they make a ton. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like I knew. You know, obviously we all knew Apple made money, <laughs> but like I did not realize that. Like I think it's like thirty percent of the app game purchases are going to Apple. Yeah, like thirty yeah. percent. You know. Yeah. Well, I wonder if you know <clears throat> if there's any sort of and. This is the opportunity. It's time to break up Apple. Look, this part of your business is basically a, a, a business unto itself, yeah. which is running the store kind of thing. You need to spin that off and not be part of the, the larger behemoth. I think they, I mean, I, I think there's several big tech firms that need to be split, split off. Up. I think Google's one of them. Yeah. I think, uh, 
I'm actually well, Google less tried about to, Facebook. But. Google tried to like preemptively do that with Alphabet, yeah. right? They tried to yeah. say, no, 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 we're gonna we're gonna reorganize yeah. here and split into. They basically just created a conflict agency. Like, <laughs> oh no, we're we're completely separate. <laughs> oh, we we changed our name. We're yeah. good. I don't even know YouTube. <laughs> what does that do? <laughs> but you're still sitting next yeah. to each other, right? Okay. Okay. Just just asking. I think uh, Amazon's a big one that I think needs to oh, split yeah. up. Like like what oh, the, the amount of absolutely. industries they're able to change between shipping and yeah. book distribution and music distribution and, and grocery stores. Your, your, yeah. Your hosting services that run half the internet and like they're they're now trucking and logistics. Yeah. They're, they're like, like, it, like they have. This is not. Good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of all of the companies, I think you that's the one. Oh, that totally. Yeah. Definitely needs to be split up. Do we ever talk about, uh, this could be during the pandemic, uh, Amazon drivers that would put their cell phones in trees by the home office? We did not no. talk about that. Yeah, that was hilarious. So they they would, you know, they had a uh, Amazon cell phone that has GPS tracking on it. Yep. So what was what they were doing was they would just stash their their cell phones in trees close to the distribution center. So the 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 system thinks that they're close to the distribution center and they would get the pickup. Ah, yeah, because they, they want to they want it to be de- the product to be delivered as fast as possible. So they contact the nearest available driver. Uh-huh. So, so you, their like, cell phones are in trees by the. They look like weird Christmas trees in the middle of the summer, where like just these cell phones are all dangling from branches, like, or like remember, like yeah. hidden somewhere in the bushes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So how did they respond though? Uh, so. I think what they would do is the, the so drivers... So they were close. They would be like in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, the, but the it was, drivers would be like more or less nearby. Or they're forwarding from their yeah, one they phone were forwarding to, it. to their other phone. So, um, you but know, they would that, get it. It's not that hard to figure out that, oh, I'm going to give this to Sean, and Sean's now going to take 30 minutes to actually get to pick it up, which is bullshit. Well, and that, right? So Amazon, obviously. I mean, it's like, it's one of those... Clever things that works until they realize you're being clever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and then they pretty quickly adjust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now they've got you know, oh, you own a ring doorbell. I know you're at home, asshole. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like our- I like cons like that where they're like, listen. I know it's a short-term plan. Exactly. <laughs> but I need to make this but amount of money. if I get 10 extra week, jobs yeah, out yeah. of this, yes. Take advantage of it, yeah. man. Take advantage. That's oh. pretty good. Um, so uh, another thing sort of new and technological in, in our world was the announcement of the F-150. Lightning. Oh, oh yes. It is amazing. An electric pickup truck that is actually reasonably priced. It's a 40 grand, right? Under 40, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. We were talking to somebody on a call. And, and though he, it was us, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was on it. Yeah. He shared our excitement. He was. I, I thought he was funny. He was like, yeah, my only complaint is that... 300 mile limit and i'm like what like, like you know he's like I, I do that relatively often i'm like who, who, uh, uh, i'll tell you later but detroit yeah people. one of the detroit yeah. guys i was like what the hell <laughs> like man like i would i would change my life if i'm regularly driving 300 miles <laughs> yeah i've been I mean, not, not change my car yeah, yeah. you know there's been tons of stories about it like what it can do it can power your house for a day yeah i mean it's a yeah. generator yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's got like it's got like 12 outlets on it or something. It would like be that. interesting to see how like bug free and everything it is. Cuz if it works as advertised, it's yeah. an achievement. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. But it, I mean it's a marketing problem because how do you market a uh, F150, you know, electric car to people that usually buy big gas guzzler trucks, you know? Well, uh, what I will I mean they already have like something like sixty thousand pre orders in like the first like twenty four hours. So like so far it's being well received. Right. I mean at the end of the day though, it's awesome that they announced it during the highest gas prices in years yeah. too. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean those I mean F one fifties do eat up gas. So I think oh, yeah. there's gonna be some people that are just so political, like I like my I like red meat. And I like gasoline and yeah. I like guns. And you, V8s, you're not, you're not gonna get is. them, but yeah, like I think you're going to get most reasonable people. They're like, oh yeah, 
like 99% of my drives are under 300 miles. Well, and and like, the fact is, I mean, this is what I've read. The fact is the F-150 is the like the number one selling pickup truck. It because, is, yes, yes. Because it is an efficient vehicle for small business owners. Yeah. For people that have a need for a pickup truck that is actually also useful on a weekend with the family, yep. right? Yeah. And, they, and they've delivered on that. And that group who's like, wait, it'll be cheaper to run? Yeah. Right? It's not a matter of it being gas guzzling or not gas guzzling. So it's yeah. not the you know the, the guy who makes $300,000 a year and an investment banker who loves his pickup truck and his guns. It's the guy who's running a small business who's going to be actually more efficient by yeah he wants versatility you right know, he or she yep. yeah yeah yep. so I, I think it's, it's really cool I'm brilliant. I'm excited and, yeah I they think they're it. also going to like spend a ton of money and put their charging stations everywhere if it's not just, I don't know how charging stations work are they proprietary to the car or are they pretty just standard no I so I believe all the manufacturers of electronic vehicles have gotten together and they call them charging deserts like they're very worried about rural area because they're like a lot of our we're not going to enter these markets right if we don't get more charge stations out of yep. there, out there yeah so I believe they are all working together to standardize these and okay. it's a standard port and um, I believe it yeah. is a standard port and yeah. and there's like what like Tesla's done is there's the fast charge station, which right. is, and it may be proprietary for them, right? Yeah. And now they're licensing that to others. But how that evolves will be a very interesting conversation because I think there's sort of standard charge, standard port. You can plug in any car to this electric charger. Yeah. But if you're like, if you have a Tesla and you want to go fast, well, then you got to look for their specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that. Ford has done their analytics to see where the areas that people buy their trucks and don't have charging stations. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to put them right there. Yeah. I mean, they're going to. And that would be a great, like, that would be a great project where you'd get, like, private and public combination where, like, maybe, like, you know, the U.S. government, like the Department of Transportation or Energy would be like, well, we'll like, we'll help you do this. Like, yeah. You, you know, because we want to encourage electric well, isn't, vehicles. Isn't this and, part of, the, you know, the supposedly infrastructure plan? Is, they say so. Yeah. See, I don't know. I feel like for the last five years we've been hearing about an infrastructure bill that's going like, to yeah, be yeah. Like Biden says it's going to happen and it never happens, but I, I do hope so. Yeah. They fight over, like, the things that are in it because they try to push, oh, let's put some ridiculous, that's not really infrastructure yeah. in hey, there. All I know is we still uh, did you guys see this i think it's a, was it a bridge into cincinnati or a bridge it was a bridge down over in, the mississippi river it was a, it was maybe into tennessee there was a bridge yes that, that was literally a photo of the breaking i beam that okay. they closed down the bridge. We have infrastructure problems in this country. Oh, yes. Like yeah. old school infrastructure. Yeah, We're talking yeah, yeah. about new Like things. crumbling stuff, yeah. Literally bridges that are going to fall into the into the river. Mm-hmm. And, and but did, like I, I watched a report on that. Like they have phone calls from like a police officer or someone that found the crack. And they called in 911. Like they're like, you have to shut down traffic now. Now. Yeah. <laughs> now. <laughs> Over the Mississippi River, wherever I think it was Mississippi, it was okay. a major river. I mean, yeah, but it's just. I mean, it, at the end of the day, it wouldn't matter because <laughs> right. if you fall into a river, yeah, like your things are not going to go well. <laughs> oh, but, oh, yeah. I thought you were going the other way. I'm like, what do you mean it wouldn't matter? Oh, yeah, like, you know, I, 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 <laughs> like, like I, I doubt they'd be like, well, you know, it's a pretty small river and it's got so, a decent uh, current, so they'll let's allow you know? <laughs> yeah. small cars yeah. go over one at a time. <laughs> yeah. we'll, put, we'll distribute life vests, you know. <laughs> At your toll station. Cross at your own risk. Hey. Is this a toll station? No, ma'am. This is a life vest (laughs) that we just distribute to other people. John, isn't that what um, the mayor of, like, Joliet did? Was put up a sign that was like, use this bridge at your own risk. Yeah, hilarious. You're going to die if you drive across this bridge. (laughs) Joliet's hilarious. Get your speed up and don't go. Get your speed up. (laughs) Don't go under. Floor it. Floor it. It's like uh, it's like a uh, speed the movie. You got to can't go 150 miles an hour. Just Did you, a few months ago in Florida, they had a drawbridge that was going up 
and some person, and I think it was like a Honda CRV, just blues brothered it. I don't know if you guys saw this. It <laughs> <and> just floored <laughs> it and jumped, and it worked. And the Facebook post is so hilarious because it's the local the police department. It's like, if you recognize this vehicle, please contact us so we can so that we can prosecute this reckless, <laughs> terrible driver. And all the comments are like. This is the coolest person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, next comment. I have always wanted to do this. I want to buy this person a beer. <laughs> like high five in the person. It, it is definitely high risk, but high reward, man. <laughs> but then I saw another internet video where um, somebody else tried to do it, but then at the like they didn't get enough speed, and then they hit. Yeah, the yeah, other yeah, one yeah, yeah. And just fall. Fell yeah. yeah, that's the point. It's it's high risk. Risk. I mean, high risk, high reward. Yeah. Do, do so not miss. A follow up to the bridge. Uh, the inspector got fired. Like this story came out, and the inspector that is in charge of that bridge got fired immediately. So literally, the like in the past couple of weeks. So he gave it an okay inspection. Yes. And then a private citizen was like, "By the way, this is crumbling." Yeah. And then the, they fired the guy. Humongous beam is cracked in half. Yeah. 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 So it's like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, well, I missed that one. <laughs> it's bad. So wh- whether a, an infrastructure bill gets done or doesn't get done, shit needs to be fixed. Oh yeah, man, it's yeah. not good. Yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be jobs. Good. It's gonna hopefully boost the economy. So let's get it done. So I, I uh, John, you had a story. Apparently, I don't know if we've ever shared this on the podcast. So you're gonna have to go all the way Here back to the beginning. I don't know what, where you're going with this, but go ahead. You. F- discovered that your wife has a sister she didn't know about yes yes so uh did you talk about this on a pod no never because this happened in january uh during covid and uh so my wife's father passed away from covid um complications and at the funeral or like soon before like before the funeral uh, Trisha's mom goes, oh, I have a secret I've never told you girls before. And she goes, you guys have a sister, and no one knows about it. That's Holy a secret. Shit. That's a secret. That's, yeah. a, that's a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, this this is literally like a, a movie. Like, yeah. this sort of stuff happens. So, uh, like, your father, who passed away, didn't even know about it. So this was like... Oh, wow. Yeah. So no one knows. Yeah. Like, he did not know. Yeah. She held this information till the very, like, he's gone. I yes. can now yeah. share. So, uh, she, uh, Trisha's mom was like 19 mm-hmm. and in school, in nursing school. And so she, as Eastern European families do, she said that she was going to go off and live with a family member for a few months. Yeah. And no one questions that because they all live together in different sure. areas. So she had had the baby and then gave it up for adoption. And uh, 55 years later. Wow. So so she gave it up for adoption, but did she stay in touch with the mom? How so did... I, don't, I don't know about that. I think she recently tracked her down. Oh, okay. And made contact with her. Yeah, because I think in most states it has to be mutual right. for them to release the information. Well, depending yeah. on what you sign. So, like, you you as the child say, I want to know my parent, and the state is like, okay, we will send the parent notification right. that you want to know them, and depending on how they respond, got it. you know, we will <clears throat> put you in touch. That's what I've heard from my friends who have had similar situations. Yeah. And maybe very, each state is different. I don't I'd know. I'd be very interested to know if... The, yeah, if I'll they, find like, a backstory. Yeah, if they were, like, connected for years, if they sort of stayed in touch or if this was very recent that they just yeah. were like no. I do I well who knows but yeah. I would think it'd be recent just because I think it would be harder yeah, to, yeah. to like maintain that the discipline around the secrecy yeah the secrecy yeah. of it yeah, yeah. if you're in constant but who knows so yeah. uh this happened in January uh so Trisha's mom was like okay so this is her name so what's your first instinct to do Facebook friend them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. (laughs) So, uh, I guess you're my sister. Maybe maybe stalk them. (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, Trish, my wife did not do this, but her siblings that are uh, more liberal on Facebook, let's just say, instant friends. So they're like, (laughs) wow, I just got four requests from this 
same family. This is kind of weird. Uh, so they start interacting and talking, and then Trisha's mom and her met, and um, so we're we're trying to so- gently introduce her to this family that she never knew she had. So we're like picking and choosing which one she should meet first, because some of them can be a little overpowering. Yeah. But uh, so we met her last weekend. She came. She lives in Hinsdale. She's a professor of optometry. Wow. Wow. And uh, but it, it's funny how different family members kind of one went one way, and then the rest of the family, like same gene. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nature versus Just, nurture, huh? So it's. She was raised in a white-collar kind of family, and then the rest of the family grew up. It was a blue-collar. So it, it's amazing, like, just how different but alike they are. So she came to our baseball game, and then we went out for beers and lunch afterwards. And it's like, holy shit, you are, I mean, a splitting image of your mother. And you talk the same, you look the same. How, how much age difference between your wife and her? Five years. Okay. So they're she's pretty much the same older, age. Older, obviously. She's older. The oldest. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, oh my god, we sat and had lunch and beers, and she has two kids that are in. One goes to Purdue, and the other one's going to go to Notre Dame. So it's like different upkeep, you know, living in Hinsdale. Yep. yep. And uh, but you know, she's a runner. Her husband's a runner. We have so much in common. It is scary. That's wow. That's but uh, you know she's Trish and her are going to run tonight at a a women's run together. That's great. Yeah. So uh, I think I'll have better stories when she goes down to uh, Southern Indiana (laughs) and 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 goes to like a a blackout drunk Christmas with the family down there and uh, yeah we'll see. So but uh, no I I think it's great that. There's a connection, and that you guys, oh, yeah. are, you know, yeah. it's it's not just sort of a moment of, oh great, you're my okay, and then you never really talk again because right. that this is a heartwarming version of the story. Oh now, yeah. Granted, once she does go to the blackout drunk Christmas or whatever, <laughs> she may never talk to you again. Oh, That's absolutely, yeah. Totally oh yeah, something's gonna get said, and uh, yeah, it'll be awkward. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was kind of it was funny. We all got to the table, we sat down. And we look around the table, and we all have Garmin watches. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> we are related. I, yeah, I know, I know you guys. So I'm already Strava friends with her husband. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, it was, just, yeah, that's good, great. good ending in the story. Yeah, that's good. a very good ending yeah. to the story. I'm, I'm glad, uh, glad that's working out. Um, so I. Going back towards technology, I don't know if you guys saw, and if it's even news, because it hasn't gone big, but in the technology space, the fact that uh, the Biden administration, and I guess there was some sort of uh, uh, executive order that effectively says any governmental body, any governmental partner should be focused on zero trust networks, and zero trust technologies. How did, did you I see saw this? That. Yeah, I did see that. And it's an to, executive order. Yeah. To yeah. me, you know, an executive order. Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Sadly, that's become the comment, right? Yeah. Sure. As soon as it's an executive order, it's immediately downgraded. Whereas it used to be like, oh my god, a big deal. Now yeah. it's like every other day there's an executive yeah. order. But the fact that there's acknowledgement and there's a push by an administration to say, no, this is important, yeah. an important concept technologically, and we need to do this because of, you know, there, there was the, 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 pipeline the pipeline thing yeah. issue. And that's a private entity, so it's not mm-hmm. going to cover that. But yeah. just stepping up and saying, this is how we want to do business, I think is important. And I think it's... I agree. <clears throat> I, it's definitely a step in the right direction. You know, I, I do think they need to get more involved with, like, the plague of ransomware. And yes. we need to figure out, like, a strategy for this as a country, like, as a national security issue, you, you know. Um, I mean, it, de- it definitely has hit 
United States hard. You know, we talk about gas prices. I mean, God. I mean, yeah, all three fifty for a gallon. Hospitals can be shut down. Like, yes. like people's, you know, health can be impacted. Like uh, CNA Insurance, which was my job before I worked here. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. They, another Chicago company, they recently disclosed that they paid a forty million. Holy shit! Oh my God! Ransomware uh, bounty and. Like we're in this really weird state right now where it it's proliferating like the, like mm-hmm. like it's been in Russia in it's been almost corporatized you, you know and how efficient they are in, in attacking everyone um but also like the companies are in this weird place where like oh well we got insurance so fuck it yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll pay them and we plan for this so that's th- that that's a multiplier effect now absolutely where the, the ransomware is going to keep happening because everyone's paying. I mean, I think eventually it's hilarious to me that the insurance company is paying for it. You know, CNA mm-hmm. Insurance, which probably, you know, had a different insurance company underwriting their policy, <laughs> you know, because if they were underwriting, they're like, we're not paying these fuckers. So. <laughs> but, um, like, something's got to give. So I don't know. I, and I do think these insurance companies, you know, there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, quasi-due diligence that goes on with these policies where they're like, okay, well, do you have two-factor on? Do you have this on? Do you have backups? But it's so broad stroke yeah. that everyone pretty much passes it. Yeah, correct. And you don't get down to the nitty-gritty of what actually has to happen to quickly recover. And it's it's pretty much impossible to quickly recover, you yep. know? Yep. The only way to quickly, I mean, that's what the pipeline did, right? Yeah. The CEO was like, look, I, I knew I had to do this. <laughs> the whole eastern seaboard was dead because of us, so I had to do it. Yeah, people were putting gasoline in grocery bags. bags. I thought that was Fuck hilarious. Laundry baskets that have holes all around I don't them. Think I like, I'm like, what kind of fucking more? Like, do you realize you can only store gasoline in plastic for like three weeks unless you put like a stabilizer in it or something yeah. like that? And do you know what it caught? Co- like, as somebody, I just have to deal with this with my fucking snowblower, which I hate, but my wife makes me keep it. You know. But I'm like, it's such a fucking hassle to get rid of old gasoline. Like, oh, you have yeah. to call, like, disposal. And oh, that's yeah. for, like, two gallons. You know? Yes. Like, I would, I couldn't imagine if you had a 70 gallon drum of just gas hanging out in your garage. Yeah. Ridiculous. Hilarious. What we're doing. Americans are so stupid. And I also love how, like, there wasn't really a shortage due to, because they did, to your point, they, they paid the ransomware pretty quickly because yep, yep. he didn't want to fuck up the whole country, and like that would end his company, right? Yeah, yeah. But the reason there was a shortage is because morons panicked so Correct. badly. Yeah. It's like toilet paper. They disrupted it's, the market. It is exactly like the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah toilet paper. and w- the, the run on oh, stuff was sick. just like, guys, relax. It's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. It's just because you have to stay home. It's not going to... like the. Don't worry, it's there. We honestly had a network of parents. Whenever there was available toilet paper, they would like send it out to the group. Hey, CVS is unloading boxes right now. <laughs> so, so it was uh, Bourbon County Stout and toilet paper. That hop, was hop slam. Oh, you know what? Yeah. So yeah. I have a funny story that. Can't, uh, there's no way I told this on the pod because yeah, everything's new. We yeah, have like a new. year to make up, Sean. <laughs> this is a, this is a fun COVID story where, like, two months before COVID hit, like the virus doesn't exist on anyone's radar. It hasn't made the news yet. This is uh like winter of 2018. So this is actually more than two months before. But anyhow, my wife's like, oh, by the way, uh, don't buy any toilet paper. And I'm like, what? She's like, oh, I signed us up for a service, and the service is. Who gives a crap? Oh, nice. And it's environmentally conscious toilet paper. It's toilet paper made out of bamboo, which I guess has less of a carbon footprint. And they mail you a giant box every month. And they then plant trees, and it helps offset your carbon footprint. And I'm like, I'm like are you fucking serious? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. d- like, does everything with us have to be? Yes, li- like, it does. I mean, does wiping our ass even have to be <laughs> like yes. this progressive, babe? And she's like, no, it's a good... Th-. And I'm like, all right, whatever. No, it was right about two months before it hits. And then this pandemic hits, and you can't find toilet paper any anymore. 
and we get this email from Who Gives a Crap, and they're like, by the way, we want you to know we have no supply chain issues, and you will. We are not going to increase fine. prices, and you will get your box next month and every other month after that. We're not taking, any more, like, we're not taking any more customers, I like, I stand. Though. Yeah, yes. they did say that. Like, we're not taking any more customers. I'm like, I stand corrected, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this was the greatest investment you have ever done. <laughs> your ass may bleed after you wipe it, but you're fine. It does. It does feel like the same way as every other toilet paper. I will say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. You're, you're actual tree crap. That's what you're... Come on. It's a bamboo rod that you're wiping with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it feels the same, and they have all these little puns uh, in their boxes. They're very good at marketing, I will say that. Yeah. Bamboo is supposed to be, like, amazing in that you can do a lot of things with yeah. it. Yeah. But it's also... Very fast growing, yeah. But it, it very environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. So, well, didn't like uh, five million votes come in on bamboo paper? In oh, in the Arizona? Arizona ballot, that was hilarious. Like, have you heard about this this crazy recount they're doing in Arizona? So it's and crazy Georgia. Republicans, yes, that they're is. doing. You know, basically, you know, obviously to just further like like muddy the two thousand twenty yep. yep. election and, and so cast that's a big more lie. Down. It's atrocious, but the. It's funny because they get these guys, like the way a conspiracy theorist, like their their vision of what a smart person sounds like, and they put them in front of the camera. And you can, if you, if you're modestly intelligent, you can tell they're crazy. <laughs> and he's like, oh yes, uh, so this is very forensic. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of forensics here, and uh, what we're doing right now is we're sweeping for bamboo. Yeah, they're testing for bamboo because we believe that there's. Uh, we've heard reports of uh, forty thousand ballots coming in from China, so obviously those will have bamboo on them. Oh jeez, <laughs> they like, said that. Like, what? Like, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> bamboo? <laughs> like, bamboo? Like, did you think pandas voted? You know, <laughs> <laughs> the China just has a room full of pandas voting. I mean, they're not having Biden? sex, so they're yeah. just like they haven't yeah. working. They're very liberal. <laughs> we know they're asexual. <laughs> <laughs> They're non-binary. Oh my god! No, I totally missed that. Story. Oh, you didn't hear? Oh, it's oh, hilarious. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would it is hilarious, but then it's like deeply. It's this weird. Also sad. Sa- it's so sad, you know. Uh, the fact that people are buying into the big lie that this was a thing, yeah. and the fact that, yeah, I mean, I've got, I've got plenty of neighbors who are just totally think that this is a sham, and. We're going to sort this out in 2022. We're going to sort this out. Trump will be back in 20. 20- yeah. Like, oh my God. Please I don't, no. Yeah. Well, I saw something um, on the news this morning on the way in uh, because it came out last night that there's a grand jury against oh, yeah. the the in organization and yeah, exactly. And someone, you know, question: Can Trump run for for president from prison? Uh, so like, I know the answer to this. Ooh, because in Ohio, we had a person that did this, uh, yes. Lewis Trafficant from Youngstown, <laughs> uh, hilarious representative, uh, was caught for corruption in an FBI sting and then claimed, because he used to be sheriff in Youngstown, and he like claimed he never rescinded the position and claimed he was doing an, undergo- an undercover sting against corruption by himself <laughs> that nobody knew about. <laughs> and that's why he accepted payments from these FBI informants, you know. But anyways, uh, he was going to run, and the yep. U.S. House of Representatives was oh, like, wow. yes, you, you, you can run. The issue mm. is that the federal prison you're going to be put in is in Pennsylvania. Oh. <laughs> so you cannot run for your Ohio district. You have to run for the Pennsylvania district. Mm. And he's like, that's going to be tougher. Yeah. <laughs> but a president, he, I, he, I think you can so, still run. I don't think there's any ballot eligibility Exactly. Issues. So that's what they said in this yeah. article. They said he could absolutely run, and we're not going to put it past him to do it. Yeah, absolutely. So then, the thing is, they said the scary thing is, he'll get the nomination because that party is so batshit crazy. Yep. That they will well, definitely give get it to the nomination. Him. I don't think he actually wants to run. I think what he will do is he will prop up his son to yeah. run, and then his son will shield him. Or if it isn't his son, though, I think it will be his son. Um, the 
basically the test of faith for every Republican nominee. Like the first question will not yeah. be, are you against abro- abortion? Are you pro-guns? It will be, will you pardon Trump? Oh, Which yeah. won't even help with state charges, but it will be like that will be his test of faith of a candidate of right. like, what will you do for me? And he will make them publicly say it, too. He, oh, yeah. He will need oh, a yeah. pledge of yeah. allegiance, you know. Yeah. So wasn't he supposed oh. to come out with a new social media platform? He did. He has his own platform. It's called a blog. Yes, it is. It's yes. called a blog. It's called WordPress. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I don't know. Is that his official? They wanted. He, he they keep talking about how they're going to come up with a, a, a competitor for Twitter. Yes, he announced that a while back, and, and then now I he think is they're learning. He hired his old campaign manager Brad Pascal or whatever to develop that, right. and uh, I think they're learning like, oh, holy shit, Twitter's actually complicated. Yeah, it's a lot to do. I always love people who are like that. Like. They, they probably had some libertarian developer like, oh, yeah, man, you put me in, give me a weekend. Yeah. I can do as it. much Diet Coke as I can drink. I can, I can make Twitter. No problem. <laughs> and then this guy comes out with what is basically a blog. Yeah. WordPress. <laughs> you can't make Twitter in a weekend. You know? But, wait, I mean. Wait, this is a Squarespace site. What? <laughs> but his, his, his blog is just. Well, now it's he hilarious. Because unlimited... it's from the desk of Donald J. Trump, yeah. you know. I think it's Plus, called from the desk. It is dot, called from the desk. dot com or something like and that. And it is. Yeah. It just he has the ability to just spew nonsense. Yeah. And sure. I saw some. Sure. I don't. Do we mention it last week or not? That, like he's getting less hits on his site than like some like gardening website. In, oh yeah. 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 So like. So I I have an interesting to bring your point, John, back yeah. to like a lar- like a more general technology. Uh, discussion. I was talking to a friend about this kind of stuff back when. Um, what was that conservative version of Twitter? What, what was that called? Like Gabber or Yabber? Or what was it? Parlor, wasn't it? Parlor. 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 That was yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I knew it ended in like an er like. Anyhow, um, he was talking about. All right, so like a lot of people are being banned from yeah. Twitter and Facebook due to disinformation, and they're move. They were moving to Parlor. Yeah. Will these sort of mainstream social media programs who – but what they do is they have like kind of like a like – a, then there's people like Ted Cruz, all right, who isn't banned from Twitter because he abides by the rules, but his presence on Yabber – or uh, sorry, Parler yeah. – is much more uh, um, like inflammatory. You know, because he knows he can get away with it there. Sure. So uh, there's a lot of people that are like this. Like, like I'm going to abide by the rules of Twitter, but I'm going to be crazy over there. And the question was, are these mainstream social media uh, sites going to start penalizing these people? Hmm. Because, like, we know that this is your toehold into the mainstream world. Right. But you're actually fucking crazy everywhere else. Right. And and I'm sure the the model that they're going for is... Take the people who will hear a little bit of this and drive them over exactly. there. Exactly. Where they'll get. Yeah. yeah. And I, my friend thought they would. He thought, like, I think social media companies are going to, just as a business decision, penalize people where their only goal for their profile is to drive them away. And I'm like, I don't think they will because I don't think they want to get into the political. Right. Like, we're banning you for what you say <laughs> off our site. Like, that's a little. That's more problematic for them to defend. Right. But I think it is an interesting, you know, as the social media companies become more specific. Mm-hmm. And, that, like, I use Twitter for brand marketing. I use Parler for crazy conspiracy theories. Or I use this for that or that for this. Like, it does, you know, th- there is a bit of a conflict of interest in all this. And, like, do the social media companies police it at all? I don't know. Yeah, and, and I mean... At the that that's the tip of the iceberg of this the bigger problem, which is <clears throat> these these companies hold so much power yeah because they are a platform for these voices and I mean Twitter was helpful because and we've talked about this before the democratization of information and spreading mm-hmm. no you don't have to live like this to parts of the world that didn't realize right mm-hmm. the populace was sort of engaged and and lit up to say hey i don't like how i'm being treated and it looks like i can be treated better yeah um 
that was the benefit, right? That was the early day benefit of social media. And now we're seeing totally the opposite, the, the whole Trump experiment, and that's as far as I want to call it, is an experiment, which is, <clears throat> is it the tip of the iceberg of, no, the, the actual downfall of civilization as we know it? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, we're into these factions, we're so... We're so uh, polarized as a society. We're so polarized as a as a political environment, and that's just creeping into real life, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, well, and I I don't mean to sound cynical near the end of the podcast. Wasn't that what I just <laughs> did? That's well, no, but I I feel even worse about it than you, which is that it's I wonder if our generation, mm-hmm. middle aged people. If we're coming out of the last oddity in human history where we had semi-objective information available to us. Like if you think about human history for most of civilization has just been crazy people talking in a cave or in a church. And like it's all conspiracy theories and there was no objectivity, you know, until like about like the 19th century when newspapers and mass Mm. media started. And it was so hard. It was so expensive to produce all that that it more or less like landed on objectivity. You know, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but like and I wonder if we were part of a short term. I wonder if we're regressing to the mean. Right. Of just con- crazy conspiracy theories. But you theories. could also look like, so you've looked broad yeah. eons of time, yeah. right? And if you look more at the sort of the, the 1800s, late 1800s through to today, mm-hmm. the last 200 years, right? If you look at uh, the 150 years, if you look at that period of time, the press went through a phase of yellow journalism. Oh, totally. Right? I mean, they started the Spanish-American War off yellow journalism. Yeah. And so if you kind of look at that and equate it to where mm-hmm. we are today, well, maybe That's it can what self-correct. I'm hoping, like, that there'll be a market correction yeah. Yeah. towards objectivity because yeah. that's what the consumers will want. Yep. And I... That's, I think, the optimistic way out of that, and I hope that I, I hope that's what happens. I really do. But my, but my I fear see, is, and I, I don't know what, and I like I'm like fifty fifty on it to be honest with I you. I see the tipping point. I could yep. see it going the the opposite way. We're like, no, we want you know our images in a cave, and, and we just want to be yelled at by a crazy person. Right, and I think what we saw in the sort of last three four years, we saw kind of social media. Trying to self-police and figure the, out that, ooh, they we seem to be, we, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. We're at a real tipping point. Yeah. And I, I, w- I will say I was more optimistic about it six months ago than I am now. Like, I thought the way they reacted to January 6th was good. But I'm worried they're now like being like, okay, well, maybe we went too far, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Like these next few years, it are will be, be interesting. Very to see. important. And and you know, you brought up January six. It's going to be interesting to see, like, a a whole. We have two parties in this country. A whole party seems to have decided. You know what? We're gonna just. We're all in on where the masses are going, as opposed to having a a spine and standing yeah, up and yeah, saying, yeah. "No, that shit was was wrong." Yeah. We shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, and and that to me is the more frightening part of the whole thing. Totally, right? Yeah, I mean, it's whenever a polit- when you live in a two party political system and one of the parties has decided, well, we're going to let the worst in our party own it, <laughs> di- own it. Like that's a tr- and I will I will say there are certain Democrats, you know, even though I lean a little bit liberal, that I'm like, are you fucking serious? A little bit, a you, little bit. You, you okay, know, your wife leans very liberal. My wife I leans very it. liberal. <laughs> I won't get into my political theories; they're too crazy, you know. <laughs> like I would be arrested if I said my political theories out loud. Let's just say the the modern Democratic Party does not represent me. But um, I I think like one of the things I like about Biden is even though he wasn't my first choice what i like about him is i do feel like he's like 
represents the best of his coalition. You, you know, and he's an optimistic guy, and he seems to be genuinely nice. And that's how the leaders I grew up. I, you know, I disagree with everything Reagan stood for, but I will say he he seemed to, even though he didn't always legislate this way, he articulated the best of his party. I right, thought. right. You, you know, yeah. like he didn't he didn't gra- like McCarthy is an is an example of somebody who attached himself to the worst. Yeah, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried. I, I don't. You just get really worried when it looks like the whole party is attached to the worst. Yeah, you know? and that seems to be mm. where we are with the Republican Party. Um, so, uh, I'm getting hungry. That's what oh, I yeah. do about yep. this time. And and I'm looking off uh, off to lunch. Um, I don't know if you guys had anything else you wanted to raise. Well, this just came out. Well, we can talk about next week. Um, the mayor of our city. I was just thinking about this as we were talking oh, no. about that. What's yes. going on? Well, she just came out. She wants to uh, continue to ban uh, alcohol sales after 10 p.m. Oh. She wants to shut that. She doesn't want any uh, sales to try to bullshit. 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 <laughs> We need, are you guys familiar with the Chicago Lager Riots of, I think it was 1896? This would be a good thing to end the podcast on. I'm, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. So. All right. So, in Chicago, uh, they yes. elected uh, a mayor of the Know Nothing uh, Party, Daniel Boone. Uh, no, excuse me, <laughs> Levi Boone, who was Daniel Boone's uh, kid. Okay. And really? uh, he was a uh, virulent racist, J- just hated immigrants, hate any any one off that. He was like kind of like a nineteenth century Trump. He like he wanted to build walls. David Duke, yeah, all like all that. And one of the first things he legislated was he raised the price of a keg, not a beer, a keg. No, excuse me, he raised the price of a beer enough that uh, the price of a keg enough that a beer would cost half a penny more. Oh God! And he made alcohol sales illegal on Sunday. The Irish and Germans and Polish rioted so badly <laughs> <laughs> that the federal government had to send cannons. Let's see: to Irish, Chicago, German, and Polish. Yeah. Yeah, right, Irish and German. Irish, German. They Pol- had they, they they started marching to City Hall, and and uh, the city had to raise all the bridges. The rioters had their own fife and pipe band. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually like like they got cannons set up and they fired cannons on yeah. the rioters and like twelve people died. And I just love that like I miss that I'm like, man, we don't have that kind of political willpower anymore, us <laughs> Like we used to fucking raise holy hell. Right. <laughs> like if 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 Lori Lightfoot Lightfoot tried to do that in the nineteenth century yeah. With Irish immigrants. Oh, oh yeah. by the way, you can't have a beer after ten. This city would be on fire. I mean, you can buy beer at a bar, but you just can't buy packaged goods and take it that home. That would yeah. the city would be on fire. And yeah. like, like we lost our, uh, you know, our uh, like our, our courage as a political block. So, so your town literally, if they do this. Oh no! This is the city of Chicago. This is the city of Chicago. Oh, not my I town. thought it was. I thought it was Naperville. No, this no. is uh, Lightfoot in the sh- Chicago. She seriously wants to do this? Yes. I, she's so weird. It's like she liked life better under lockdown. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why. Maybe, maybe there were like less police calls of certain. I don't. I don't know. She. I, I think she's very weird. You know, because I'm like, open it up. Like, like that's what everyone wants. Yes. You know. And, I know there's a lot of people like, well, you don't know. What about if the unvaccinated people? It's like you're never going to know that. Like that's an unknowable thing, you know. Like, like right, right. And, and I said this like when this was all coming to light and going on. The mayor's job is what a shit job during this whole pandemic. She's, oh, yeah. oh, she's terrible. You, no, no, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking any, about any person, any oh, mayor, it, but she, anybody. But also, I feel like you could. There's a famous phrase, I forget who said it, it, it was a, a famous political leader said, any asshole can lead you during a crisis. It's the day-to-day management that grounds you down. Because huh. like, I do think in a crisis, like you can really, like Kumo really didn't do that much. No. But he stepped up like as, yeah. a, as a face yeah. and, and he was considered good. Like, Juliana during 9-11. Right, right. And I think she could have been – like, I'll never forget when Lightfoot did that rent assistance program when yeah. all these people have been fired. There hadn't been a COVID bailout yet. And she's like, oh, by the way, the city of Chicago has set aside 
a huge amount of money, um, and we're going to help people that have lost their job due to COVID. And the reporter's like, great. Uh, how much money? And she goes, $20,000. And there's like audible laughter. That's <laughs> conference. Like a city of 9 million people. And she said, it's like 20 grand. Like, we you, got you. You just, <laughs> like, what are you doing? You just know? submit, submit a, uh, you know, application and we'll. <laughs> If you want your fifteen dollars, like, yeah, that doesn't buy you a parking space. No, right? Want your fifteen bucks? Yeah. You can... yeah. Well, you know, I I read the article. I think it's funny, but I think I'm pretty safe. So if I'm still buying a six pack of beer in the city of Chicago, I'm gonna be in trouble with my wife. I know that for sure. Well, it's because you don't live in Chicago. <laughs> exactly. So if I'm still downtown, if I'm a city after resident, 10 PM, if I'm a city resident, I'm pissed about this. Yeah, true. I'm pissed about this, and I'm not a city resident. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm ready to start the riot. <laughs> we're gonna go to lunch, and we're gonna start a riot. Let's do it. <laughs> so, so you're saying that bars can still sell, but yes. grocery stores, packaged can. goods stores. But that's what she's been doing with a lot of shit, in my opinion. Is she's been f- all these programs, in my opinion, seem to be. It's it's weird how they always steer money to the groups that support her. You, right. You, you know. Yeah, yeah. So like the the guy who owns a local liquor store is fucked. Right. But like the people who own like these big entertainment establishments who donate money and everything like that, they're like fine. oh they're, they're having the best time of their life because they're the That's only right. place you can buy a beer after 10 p.m. You know. Very interesting. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, we have been the Worldwide IT guys. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week. And I need lunch. Where are we going? We'll figure it out. Let's walk. Yeah, we'll be disappointed if we didn't talk about this on, on like. We so. could do kum- uh, Kumas again, or we'll see. John doesn't want to do Kumas, so. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot. Get a salad. Your salad's look good.